Welcome back to Inside Marymount Warriors Athletics here on MarymountSports.com and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. Once again, we're joined by the man, the legend. I can't call him a myth because he's here in person. Uh, Tom Nero is back with us uh, once again. Coach, good to see you once again. Uh, a lot of things been going on at Marymount. Obviously, construction's been going on. We're behind that. We've got brand new facilities. Uh, how are we looking as we head into the spring? Things are looking great. Um, had a really good uh, winter season for our basketball teams. Swimmers that went to state, uh, uh, which followed up a great fall season, and now we're off to a good start with the spring. So if we can get the weather to cooperate, then we are uh, we'll be in we'll be in good shape. Yeah, well, it's it's Mother Nature around Cincinnati, so you, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. It feels like it's a, it's a luck of the draw, so yeah. to speak. And uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes not so good. So uh, let's get right into it here, and let's start talking about some of your uh, your spring sports and spring athletes here. And let's start on the diamond with your baseball team. And uh, it kind of an up and down year a year ago, finished right around the 500 mark. And uh, we're just a week into the season right now, two and two through the first four. Um, but we're also seeing kind of scores all over the place too. Some high, some low scoring games, pitchers duels, and then most recently a a, a high scoring one uh, with a team from up in Dayton. And so I'm just curious, you know, early in the season we're still trying to figure out the pieces and parts and how things fit and whatnot. But uh, what are you and the uh, and the coaching staff looking for as far as getting consistency as you head into specifically to this week, which is Madeira Week, seemingly at Marymount. It's always a big week with Madeira Week. Uh, I think what we're looking for, uh, and we're getting out of our out of our upperclassmen, our juniors and our seniors, just the consistency out of them. With a with a small school, small school program, you always have to have the contributors, um, the, the freshmen and sophomore contributors, to come by to carry it for non-league games and outside of league competition. And so uh, that's what we're seeing some right now. Just trying to get some, uh, some work out of those guys. But if you look at the, uh, you know, you look at the heart of the lineup, if you look at a, a Quinn Benner, if you look at a Michael Napolitano, you know, Benner's coming through with the pitching right now. He's already had a home run. Napolitano with a save already. He's had a home run as well. Those guys are both hitting in the 400s. Uh, you get a junior like Trevor Stiff. He's in 333. Uh, those guys are coming through right now. You, you also have, uh, and not only on the, those guys in the mound, you also have Theo Jones, um, who's new to varsity this year. He's uh, he's throwing some shutout innings. So is JD Long, and so you, we just need everyone else to come along. And so uh, you know your top guns are going to be throwing for the league games, and then it's uh, everyone else fills in for the non-league games. So I think you're going to see some low scores as we go into the CHL uh, out of our pitchers. And then as you get in the non-league games, you know, we're going to be throwing two or three guys to, to get through those games. It's a busy schedule, you know, four games in the first week that follows up uh, four, four scrimmages down in, in Myrtle Beach two weeks ago over spring break. And um, so we're seeing a lot of guys get some work. But, yeah, you're seeing those those contributors so far. I think you're going to see a lot more uh, as we get deeper into spring and then with the league opening up with Madera this week. Kind of a similar story with the uh, softball program as well. They've got Madeira this week. You're getting into league play. You've also got Finneytown uh, coming up as well to uh, kick off CHL play. We talked a lot last season about how the pitching staff was – it was a trouble spot for your team. It was kind of a work in progress. A lot of younger players being have, having to be thrown into there in a very tough league to try to have to manage through and try and get through those and kind of learning and trial by fire basis. 
But uh, right now, at least through the early going of this season, a much improved pitching staff in the early going. Uh, what have you seen and what have the coaches said about the strides the pitching staff has taken in the offseason so they could get off to a nice start and in particular coming up in league play? Well, Sophie Sontag is our main pitcher, and, and she's a senior, and she's going to carry the load. And and she's got three starts so far. She's got all the work uh, so far in the scrimmages. And we've, we've got uh, – We've got another senior, Natalie Shriver, who's going to have to chew up some innings, and we also have Laney, uh, Laney Willett, who's going to have. It's a freshman who's going to have to throw some. Uh, her her sister Ella is one of our other pitchers. Had hip surgery uh, a little while back, so she's out for the season. So Laney and Natalie are going to have to jump in there sooner or later. But uh, Sophie Sontag three starts this past week: two against St. Bernard, one against uh, Purcell Marion. Threw well. Um, you know, it, it's not it's, they're not knocking her off the mound. Our our problems come when we um, give them extra outs in the inning or uh, free passes or or the killer the O two one two hit batters and so those are just things we're going to work through um, but like you said we get into the league and the, the league is a very competitive league as, as you look across the CHL in, in various sports everyone seems to have a, a strong spot a strong sport or two uh, but then when you get into it you know Finneytown strong with softball Deer Park strong with softball Reading strong with softball uh, Wyoming with, with the resurgent program and then the Madera Marymount Indian Hills slug it out for the rest and so um, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a good challenge this week with Madera to open up to see what we have there. Uh, the team is hitting well. You have, you have Bella Mason, who's a, who's a sophomore who, who hits the ball hard. Shay Dickinson, a sophomore, hits the ball hard, plays good defense. Um, you have two freshmen, Reese Murphy and, and Laney Willett, who are hitting the ball well uh, early on in the season. We have experienced leadership behind the plate and Jamie Rodriguez. Um, I think Jamie picked her first uh, runner off the base last week in her career. So that's fun. Um, it, it's a seasoned group. It's a, it's a heavy senior group. And so um, we're, we're looking to get good offense out of them and, and, and to put some things together. So I don't know if we're going to go on a title run, um, but we're going to be, we're going to be competitive and uh, it will go as far as our pitching takes us. And so far it's taken us pretty far. Well, and to have a veteran-laden group can only help, as you said, in a very yeah. difficult league. But you also said the bats have been coming alive early in the season as well, and that would be a, a huge factor going forward uh, into league play. Let's switch gears. Let's jump onto the tennis courts here. And a uh, slow start for the team. You've played some very tough uh, out-of-conference competition thus far with Oak Hills, Turpin, and also Moeller. So you're loading up early in the season to test your, test your guys. But uh, Will Stevens is handling himself very, very well thus far. Uh, on the season as your number one single, and uh, he, he's he's playing some very fine tennis out there. Uh, what's been the key to his start thus far, and uh, what are you looking for as far as the uh, the rest of the team to kind of step up and help him out with the uh, overall team results, especially as you get into the meteor schedule? Uh, well, Will's good. I mean, he went to the state last year, went uh, state finalist last year, ran into an eventual state champion. Uh, he's good. He, he practices year-round. He plays year-round. He's good. So, yes, he's off to the 3-0 start. Um, you know, we're going, we're going to have, uh, uh, Andrews is going to come up and he's going to be a strong competitor for us. We've got the Glassmeyer boys, uh, <clears throat> Ryan and Will, um, they're, they're going, they're going to get, they're going to get on track. But as you said, those are three big ones to open the season with three division one programs, um, to see what we have early on. And, uh, once we get down into division two competition, um, I believe we are going up, uh, upstate this Friday to play in the state team tournament and so then we'll we'll see we'll get a better gauge of what we have but 
Um, some cold weather <laughs> last week. I guess it's, I know it's hard to hit a baseball when it's that cold. I can only imagine a hand a tennis ball with the, with the strings and, and everything goes mm-hmm. in your hands. So for Will to play in that <laughs> weather and start all three, you know, is a great start, but we think, we think the tennis team is going to be uh, pretty good in their own right this year. Yeah, set them up. As you said, once you get into division two competition, you mm-hmm. know, in, in theory, should be ready for that one, given the, the, the Division One competition you you have yeah. faced. Uh, let's switch gears and uh, let's talk about your track and field programs. Uh, they're also getting started this week. They also have Madeira this week on a Wednesday before you've got the Coaches Classic on Saturday uh, out at Taylor. We've talked in the past about how good this league is, top to bottom, really, in, in track and field for both the boys uh, and the girls here. So I'm just curious in that respect. Knowing that you're going to Madeira in mid- midweek and then out to Taylor for the uh, the bigger meet on uh, Saturday, how important is this opening week as far as setting a tone for your team within the league? You know, I, I'm not so sure the, uh, the the first week is that big uh, as far as the overall picture. You, you want to get out, and, and they're starting a week later than everyone else. Kind of didn't really miss running last week in the cold weather unless it would have been Wednesday. Um, but, but, you know, they, they get out there and they start training, they start building up their times, building up their endurance. We we've got, we've got a couple of relays that we think are going to make some noise, uh, upstate on the boys side. And, and well, I guess the girls side too, uh, a couple of our girl athletes also play, um, lacrosse. And so, you know, they're running every day, but, but more importantly that we get, we get decent times to start and then we're going to just improve those. So by the second week of May, we're ready for the CHL. So, uh, I, I know Coach Dragovich changes the lineup up a lot to get a lot of kids in the meets, and then they get the the kids are concentrating on their events, just just their work. So, you know, two good meets this week. Madeira is always a well run meet. It's always uh, a good field to run against, and the coaches classic out of Taylor. So, um, we're going to have a little bit of an idea about where we are in the early season uh, come Sunday morning, but but we're expecting a, a really good season by especially by the time the CHL competition rolls around. You know, here it's the first week of April. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, kind of mother nature can kind of become Jekyll and Hyde throughout this area, as everybody knows really from day to day, if not week to week there. So I'm wondering in that respect, how do the coaches and how do the the student athletes go about training to try to get their bodies and try to get that cardio endurance up, knowing that the weather could be 30 degrees one day and 70 degrees next day. I imagine that's pretty difficult to try and train and get try and get some kind of acclimation to, especially knowing that as the year goes on, it's just going to warm up. I guess that's the best thing about spring is, is you know it's going to warm up. You know it's going to get better. But you know those kids starting back in, in February, there were some there were some very cold days, and they're out running your distance. Kids, they're they're out. They're they're layered up. They're off and running. That's what they do, and they 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 kind of take a, a very strong pride in that that they're going out just overcome because, because they'd go out and it's just, you know, it's just brutal. You know, you see the lacrosse players with, with two or three sweatshirts on, you see the baseball, softball players coming inside and the track kids are running down the street. So, uh, you know, hats off to them, but it, it is grueling, but yeah, you know, I guess the other thing is too, they also know when the weather gets warmer, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be looser and they're going to be faster. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It's one of the best things about spring is you start cold and you, you end up hot. So I does it make it easier for you to get, to get the fields prepped and whatnot? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it starts raining. I, I did, I had given you a field cam today, except uh, 
it was yeah. raining. I didn't want to sit out in the rain yet. So uh, I I, yeah. I can't blame you for that one. So uh, <laughs> it, from from the friendly confines of the office for today. So stay tuned, folks. Throughout the month of April, you never know where Tom's going to pop up at for our uh, for our uh, weekly chat. So uh, we'll see where he's at next week. But uh, we still have more to talk about here. Uh, on the show talking about our spring sports athletes and uh lastly here we've got a couple of defending state champs to talk about uh let's start off with the boys lacrosse team uh started the defense of the state title within the last week are off to a three and oh start a plus 30 yeah. scoring margin through the front three so uh really good start there. gonna get two tough ones co- coming this week though with lakota west and most notably bishop watterson of course you beat bishop watterson in the semi state semis last year so get a look at him early you might see him again down the road. Are the boys looking at this week any differently, knowing that this might not be the last time they see Watterson? I think that always helps for a tune-up with them. Um, just having them on the regular schedule the last number of years and and, and building a competitive schedule, you, you have to do that. Um, you know, last year we played them on grass down Dracket Field, so not really a true indication of what you'd see uh, when you're playing on turf later in the season. But, yeah, we're going to see – how we match up with them. Friday night, uh, we played uh, Gurren Catholic out of, uh, out of Indiana. They were the defending Indiana state champs. So you had state champs playing state champs, and the boys took a, a 13-9 win uh, from them. So they are, they're they they're looking really good right now. And, of course, you got Max Teppi and Connor Souders back. You got Evan Morgan doing a lot of scoring. You got Bowden Gall. You know, he's leading things up front as well. And Luke Brenneman in the goal. So, um just a lot of good things going on. We're banged up a little bit. We've we've lost a couple of athletes due to injury or long-term injuries, um, but but the kids haven't missed a beat yet. So uh, playing the bigger competition this week is 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 going to be. Uh, um, we'll see where we are. You know, Lakota, big Division One program. Uh, it's always good to, to to mix it up with those big guys, and then like you said, with Waterson, a road trip um, kind of gets you thinking. You know, for the postseason because everything you play is going to be up north. So uh, it'll be a good trip for the boys. Similar story on the girls' side, of course, defending state champions. They're also 3-0 and to start this year. They have a scoring margin of plus 38 through the first three. And looking at some of the numbers here, I am, you know, Sarah Comer already with 12 goals. Uh, Piper George, nine goals, five assists. That's both top three in the CHL uh, in the early going. So off to a very, very good start for this team, kind of picking up where they left off a year ago. I'm wondering from your perspective and maybe some conversations you've had with the staff, I know it's early, we're only a week or so into the season, but uh, how would you evaluate what you've seen from this team at this point in the year compared to your state champions from a year ago? Yeah, it was uh, talking with Coach Ferry early on. It was uh, it was kind of interesting to see what exactly we we're going to have. We had such a senior-laden team last year and and a lot of senior output when you look back at the McGowans and the, and the other athletes from last year. Um, not really knowing what we had or, or, or who was going to step up. We, we knew, we knew we had Sarah, we knew we had Piper. We knew Delane Oliveira was going to, it was going to be a, a player for us. They've done it for the last number of years. Um, but not really sure how everything else was going to, um, to fit together. You got, you got Carolyn Solar who, who really runs a field well, who helps direct things, who, who, who gives everyone a good number of feeds, Lucy Lysick and Caitlin Bortz. Um, very unselfish with the ball, again, it to everybody. You know, you're, you're filling a, a spot in the goal as well. Um, kind of a slow start against Turpin last week. Um, I think we were down maybe 6-2 at one point, and then we went on we went on the run for the win. So um, it just took a little bit to, you know, for everyone to find their, their spots there. 
and then just to go and run and score. So um, we're really excited about that big weekend up in uh, Columbus this week with the sales, another team that we seem to run into in the, uh, in the tournament a lot, but the sales on Saturday, uh, I think we're at Kilbourne on Friday night. That's our Columbus trip. Um, girls always have a good time with that. It's good to, to see some outside competition. So we're really looking forward. And it's a busy week. I mean, you've, we've got uh, our youth night on Tuesday uh, with, with Loveland coming in. We have Oakwood coming down on Thursday. And then the game's on Friday and Saturday. So um, it, it's a busy week. So uh, yeah, hopefully we come out 4-0 at the end of this week with this week's games and then just continue on and, and get to the tournament. As you said, a lot of new newer pieces having to step in from what was a senior-laden state title team a year ago. And uh, as we talked about, three and zero thus far. You beat Turpin seventeen to nine, Summit seventeen to two, and Wyoming sixteen to one. So I'm curious, given the wide scoring margins, particularly with the last two, as you said, you were down early to Turpin and wound up really taking over in the latter half of that one. Are you looking at this team as being a stronger offensive team or defensive team? Because we're seeing them do both. We're seeing them put the ball in the net. Seemingly, it will right now. You're looking at 50 goals through the first three, and then the defensively, you've only given up three goals in your last two. Yeah, I, 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 I we're definitely stronger offensively than we are defensively, and and we haven't really been challenged uh, uh, offensively yet. I shouldn't I say that, and I'll, I'll quantify that. I mean, Turpin challenged us uh, with their mm-hmm. offense, but I think we're going to see this week. Uh, some teams with stronger offenses, especially once we go up up north. And so um, with some in, inexperience in the goal, our, our defensive line has to step up and, and help our goalkeeper out. And they've been doing that so far. They're so quick, um, such good athletes uh, on this team. And I, I think their quickness is really going to play a part in what we do all year. How much with the uh, seniors that you lost a year ago are, are, are maybe still feeling an early effect on this team as far as the leadership, the wisdom, all that kind of stuff, particularly early in the season, as you said, now you're getting into a, a, a much tougher grind, especially this weekend, as you said, with Kilbourne and uh, DeSales on Saturday. Are you seeing still some influence from the senior class a year ago on this team and seeing maybe that heightened sense of focus this week, knowing that the competition is going to step up? You know, I, I, I think one thing about good leadership is um, good leadership leaves leadership when it leaves, uh, and, and it, it helps develop leadership for those that follow. And that's that's what we're seeing with our leaders this year. They're doing a really good job uh, so far this year and just picking it up. And the, the expectations there, um, the expectations there that they want to be playing in June, that they want to be playing um, at Ohio Wesleyan Stadium on the last day. And so um, you know, the, the work they do in, in box lacrosse and indoor lacrosse over the winter is there. The work they're doing each, with each other as a team is there. And so um, I won't say we're missing the leadership from last year because so far this year's leadership is doing a really good job on, on getting everybody on track and getting, and, and just defining their purpose. Lastly, before I let you go, you're talking about kind of both your lacrosse programs right now. Obviously, you know, defending state champions, they've been in the mix seemingly every year that the it's been a sanctioned sport by the OHSAA. What's that like from your perspective, knowing that year in and year out, you've got a program programs here, particularly with the cross. And we and we talked about some of your other programs in the fall and winter being in the mix or being up there or being the favorite for a state championship. How is that from your perspective, watching them grow and develop through the year and still knowing that the entire state is keeping an eye on them? Um, 
you know, from, from, from my aspect, uh, or I, I guess from an ADD aspect, looking at what the kids do, you know, the kids have to learn to handle the pressure. There's pressure going on. And, and years back, they used to have uh, a, a rating system, you know, that lacks power or whatever, rated the teams. And so they pretty much determined where the standings were when you got to the tournament. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you didn't put a, a 15 goal slacking on somebody, then you took a hit in your lax goals. And, and, and unfortunately some of that still uh, exists. And like I said, you know, we're going North to find some competition for our teams because some of the teams in D2 don't want to play down here. And I, I get it. Um, but we have to find people to play. And so as you, as you look at that, just getting your younger players in and, and, and not worried about taking that beating on the lax powers on the lax goal um, ratings but getting the younger players in and stepping up and knowing that, hey, you know, we want to be playing for a ring. We want to be playing um, like, like basketball. I think girls basketball has has stayed through. They want to get to districts every year. They want to get to the next level. Boys basketball has done the same thing, you know, not only getting to districts, but going to the regional this year. The swimmers sending people to state every year. You know, that's, that's kind of an expectation in their in their programs. Boys and girls soccer the same same way, getting to regionals football getting to the going to the playoffs um as kevin ferry said last year you know a rising tide lifts all ships and so um with with everyone having success everyone wants to have that success um in in our small community here and just so show them hey we can do this and so you know i'm really proud of the kids for the efforts that they put in I'm really proud of the coaches on getting those efforts out of kids and just and just raising the bar in this small little community here. You know, we're only we're we're, we're a high school of about you know 520 kids, and uh, and the success that we're having on our levels, uh, especially in lacrosse, they just will take all comers. You know, they they don't back off. They'll play the better competition and and let's go. So I'm really proud of that from this part uh, from my aspect of it. And it's just great to see as we get late in the season and people start saying, hey, here comes Marymont again. Um, You're going to see that in track this year with a success from cross country carrying over. Um, It's just fun from my aspect. It's really a lot of fun to see. Well, the fun's just beginning here in the spring season, and uh, it's good to be back here and uh, discussing it here uh, with Tom Neural once again. Tom, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll be looking forward to playing some kind of guessing game as to where you'll be coming to us from next week and yeah we'll get some sunshine next week and we'll play uh where's neuraldo instead of where's waldo it'll be where's neural so yeah so (laughs) well if if, exactly (laughs) fans if you want to find out where's neural next week you've got to tune right back in here on marymontsports.com for inside marymont warriors athletics here on espb media powered by sidearm sports